The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You were born with it. It's always been there. It's been the basis of many, many friendships and connection with people who just know and think like you do. It's made life fun. Welcome home to the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Live here on the Sports Grid Network, this is the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side with you breaking down week nine in the NFL and the game of the week. No matter whether Aaron Rodgers is out there or not, has to be Chiefs-Packers. A struggling KC team. A Jordan Love debut. It has all of the storylines that you need for a game of the week. The Chiefs are laying seven and a half points. The total in this football game, Donnie, is a 48. We've got Jordan Love player props that we get to talk about here. But let's start with side and total. What do you make of Chiefs Packers? Interesting. Then the simple fact is, you know, a huge line movement of this during one week. Minus two and a half, Pickums now seven and a half. The first inclination is if you got to the window that we talked about earlier this week, once that move was made where Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to play, you had to get on the Kansas City Chiefs. It only made sense here. Minus two and a half up to seven and a half. You deal with the two and a half, the threes, whatever you get it at. As long as you're beating the closing number, a lot of people will side on that. But now it gets to the point, Kevin, with the seven and a half. And do you want to outthink yourself? Now, also, throwing a wrench into everything, right? You saw last night for the Jets. Mike White came in the football game, young quarterback, 90 yards or so in the first quarter in the touchdown. Ooh, Josh Johnson comes in. Oh, man, Jets now aren't going to move the football. Josh Johnson moves the football and throws for three bills in that game. Why am I bringing that up? Because you're trying to equate that over to a Jordan Love, which we haven't seen that much, with an offense that has way more talent than what the Jets have, and also a defense. The Colts' defense is much better than the Kansas City defense. But, Kevin, are we outsmarting ourselves? Are we saying that you could just take Aaron Rodgers out for Jordan Love? And I'm not saying get the same efficiency, but get a yeoman's effort like you saw last night out of the Jets' two quarterbacks here. Is that one thing that we can believe on Sunday that the Kansas City defense thinks? The offense is healthy for the Packers outside of Aaron Rodgers not being there. And can Jordan Love move the football? I'm trying to not outsmart myself, but at the same time, Kevin, that's a good coaching staff. That's a good offense. That's a good system. Shouldn't Jordan Love at least be able to move the football here? Maybe. Probably. How much do they trust him, though, Donnie? Look at the end of the day, right? Matt LaFleur never coached a game without all Aaron Rodgers in terms of being a head coach here in Green Bay. And this is the thing that intrigues me so much as you always try and get a sense of what people are looking to do here. And the Sharps of the world have decided that they are going to be taking the Green Bay Packers, or at least so that's what the people who tell me when they are sharp. But I ask those, and I ask you out there watching and listening with us here, who out there is betting the Kansas City Chiefs? Do you know anybody that is out there looking to lay over a touchdown with the Kansas City Chiefs? I I do not. And it, it's understandable. They don't cover numbers. At this point, it seems like it's a coin flip as to whether they'll win or not. They are 0-4 against the number at home this year. But again, do the Green Bay Packers 4-0 record against the number on the road this year? Does that matter, Donnie? I don't think so. All of those numbers have to do with Aaron Rodgers, and I don't care what numbers you present to me with the Green Bay Packers and Matt LaFleur because they all have to do with Aaron Rodgers. And I've made this point, and I will make it again. The Kansas City Chiefs defense is bad. I get it. Although they've actually held two of their last three opponents under 20 points scored, 
as we bring the radio audience into the fold. Appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh, Donnie right side, breaking down Chiefs-Packers. Donnie, what's the real issue that we've been talking about for the Chiefs? The turnovers. They turn it over more than anyone in the NFL. And if that stops, if Mahomes stops hitting wide receivers in the hands, that ends up in picks that cost them touchdowns, where they stop fumbling in opponent territory, a world where they put up 35 doesn't surprise me. And if they put up 35, I don't know if Jordan Love, Donnie, is going to approach a 30-point mark here in this game. No, you're right. But, then, you know, as you start to talk and you try to break the game down, you take a look at some team totals here, right? So you look at the Kansas City Chiefs on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, 28.5 minus 108. So four touchdowns and a field goal will get that done. Flip it over now to the Green Bay Packers. 20 points minus 110, which is interesting that you bring it up because we're trying to equate, right? The, the biggest guess in this is how is Jordan Love going to play? He's not a seventh-round pick. He's not Ben DiNucci coming into this one. He was a first-round draft pick that they have high hopes for. That's not a rookie. He hasn't been in camp for three weeks and getting thrust into play. He's been there for a while. But when you're looking at the overall total, now that it's sort of depressed here starting, like, hey, we were supposed to have Aaron Rodgers. We were supposed to have Patrick Mahomes. Now we don't. The number sits at 48. But I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense because no matter who the Chiefs line up for, Kevin, there is a legitimate thought process that no matter what happens, they're in the mid-20s to low-30s automatically, right? So now you're looking at a perspective from the Packers and say, how do they approach this game? The same way, Kevin, I talked about the Tennessee Titans going in to play the Rams. We, this, the, the Packers aren't coming in here saying, let's run the football and keep the game close. The Packers, I assume, are going to be under the guise that we have to score if we want to win this game. So even though we have a Jordan Love start, maybe you don't want to look at a team total. Maybe you don't want to have the Chiefs cover the 7.5 or take the plus 7.5 for the Packers. But the over 48 makes a lot of sense to me, Kevin. That's 28 to 20 that gets you a push. That's a legitimate chance in this game. That's the way I might be approaching this one, maybe from a total perspective. We mentioned player props. Jordan Love, 234 and a half passing. It'll be fascinating to see what he can do. I will mention Mahomes, 289 and a half passing. The Packers have not allowed a single quarterback to hit 290. Mahomes has been under that mark in five of his last six outings. Interesting numbers overall. We're week nine next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, here we go. A lot more to get to for Week 9 in the NFL. Eagles, Chargers, the Birds host the L.A. Chargers right now is one and a half point favorites this number dropping people backing the birds is it because brandon staley is the most fraudulent favorite for an award this deep into an nfl season i've ever seen maybe 49 and a half is the over under in this game donnie what do you make of the birds chances here against the chargers 
I don't know who's in the room making these numbers, but you know, if I'm an Eagles fan, I love these numbers that come out each and every week because you take a look at the Chargers here, right? Coming to town versus the Eagles. FanDuel Sportsbook opens up at a minus three. Seems like a fair price, right? Like, okay, Eagles a little bit of a dog at home, you know, getting a field goal. You can try to play into that. And now you see on a Friday, Kevin, you take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook, minus one and a half and a total 49 and a half. The respect the Eagles get is incredible, but sometimes the respect mm. is deserved when you're playing a bad football team. The Eagles deserve respect because they're, they're not a bad football team. They're an average football team. So they should be able to beat bad football teams like you saw last week with the Detroit Lions. They go on the road. They're favored by three, three and a half. Like, hey, I thought that was still a little bit strong. Not the case. The Eagles put them away. But when the Eagles elevate themselves in competition, like they will get this week with a quarterback that can throw the football, with a running back that is electric, with wide receivers that can get after it, that's going to be a tough game for me. But also at the same time, you try to take a look last week at the Detroit Lions game. What did you like about the Eagles? Just about everything. Played really good defense. They ran the football for once. Jalen Hurts played within himself. When he needed to run, he ran. When he needed to throw, he threw. And they blew that team out of the water. They're a good home team. I understand that. But what am I equating this to, Kevin? Is Am I taking a lot out of that Detroit game? Am I taking a lot out of the Carolina Panthers game? Am I still taking a lot out of game one against the Atlanta Falcons? It seems to me here... I don't have a necessary side I want to jump on here because, quite frankly, Kevin, I love the Eagles. I watch them more than any other team. But at some time and some points, I can't figure them out. They are – like, if if they weren't the Eagles, right, they would simply be my favorite team to follow against the number all year long. Because we talk about reading lines. That's a Packers line. That's a Bucks line. It's a rant. Every single week, it's an Eagles line. Every yes. single <laughs> week and you'll watch them sometimes you're like hey man why but the interesting thing about this game Donnie from a sides perspective is it really feels like if you want to bet this game you have to ask yourself what you really believe of the Chargers because I feel like Donnie in a way do we have a sense of who the Eagles are if you're a great team you're probably going to roll Philly and you're probably going to score a bunch of points and if you're a bad team the birds got your number and if you're bang average it'll be pretty competitive what are the Chargers? At this point, look, I don't want to be overreaction Charlie here, but boy, oh boy, was that loss against the New England Patriots. It took a lot of the shine off of this team here for me. I mean, awful by rookie quarterback going East Coast to West Coast, and they handed them that game countless times. And Herbert played horrible football here. And the game before that, they got absolutely obliterated by the Baltimore Ravens. And I look at them, and they're – two games where they had to travel towards the East Coast. And they were not only blasted by the Ravens, but they were basically the only team that didn't get over a team total against the horrible, horrible, worst in the NFL defense, the Washington football team here. And I I don't want to back the Chargers in this spot. And I will say, Donnie, I think the safest way to perhaps play this one actually could be an under. Chargers 3-0 under this year. The Birds game should have went under. I don't know what Nick Sirianni was doing. That man had money on the over. The only justification for the field goal that he kicked here. But I think, Donnie, this could perhaps maybe be a lower scoring game than that 49 and a half would indicate. Yeah, it could be. Like, you've seen them go low scoring, right? Versus the Washington football team to open up the season when they came east here, 20 to 16. Versus the Dallas Cowboys, another NFC team here, 20 to 17. And then you've seen the highest scoring games Chiefs, 30 to 24. Raiders, 28, excuse me, just from their perspective, 28 points from them. Browns game, they scored 47. And then you saw two dips here. Good football team, the Ravens, right? They came east. They only scored six points. It got blasted, 34 to 6. And then the Patriots game, yeah, there was a little bit of an eye opening one, 27 to 24. They're going to compete. I think they are going to score. I just don't know what I'm getting out of the Eagles' offense. Again, no Miles Sanders in this game. The young wide receivers don't really do all that much. Jalen Rager got banged up last week versus the Detroit Lions. Looks like he is going to play this weekend, but that's not like you're getting back some 10-star or 5-star wide receiver. There's a lot to be desired about the Eagles. Do I think they can move the football? Yes, because I'm not particularly in love with the Chargers' defense. But if I'm just looking head-to-head, player-for-player, the Chargers are a better team. And I guess the thing that the Eagles have going for them was a win last week and some good momentum heading home. But at the same time, Kevin, we're not getting the three points. Don't you feel more secure in this game? Say, hey, you know what? I'm thinking of an underdog here. The Eagles should play them close. And if they need to get some late points, they're down 10. They can score a touchdown because the Eagles are a very good fourth quarter team when they need to score if the game is a little bit out of reach. This is one of those games that probably will not be on my card. And this coming from a guy last week, my favorite play of the week was the Eagles team total mm-hmm. over. Not sure I have that same sort of confidence this week. Maybe a sit-back, wait-and-see approach to see who are the Eagles and also who are the Chargers. Mm. 
man, the Eagles, they're, they're a frisky team when it comes to the seven spot oh. in the NFC playoff race. Certainly oh. to get the job done here. No shot. How about the Dallas Cowboys? A 6-1 and straight-up record. A perfect, unblemished 7-0 and record against the number, Donnie. They play the Denver Broncos, who are 4-4. Four and four. Denver's been actually one of the easier teams to figure out. Hey, are they playing a bad team? Man, they're going to win in cover. Hey, are they playing a good team? They have no chance. They're playing a good team this week, Donnie. What do you think about them now under the double-digit favorite mark that they were earlier in the week? Yeah, the sort of ballooning, you know, statistics that we take a look at here for the Cowboys because it seems like nobody wants to get in their way. It doesn't matter if Cooper Rush is out there. Yeah, go on the road and uh, we'll take a victory and actually cover the spread and win. And now Dak Prescott looks like he's going to return to the lineup this weekend. And also, you want to get a sense of, you know, when you're taking a look here at the overall picture for the Denver Broncos. It looks like they're saying, like, hey, guys, we think we have a good football team, but maybe not. We're going to trade Von Miller and look towards the future. And I don't think we have a quarterback now, so we need more ammunition. That's never a good thing to send to your locker room, right? Like, usually when you're trying to say, hey, we believe in you. The Atlanta Braves won a World Series. Why? Because the front office said, you know what? We believe in you guys. Let's add some pieces and see if we can get after it after the Acuna injury. Now, you take a look at the Denver Broncos. They're saying the opposite now. Who else is for sale in this football team? We even thought that we're throwing around like, hey, maybe Teddy Bridgewater might get traded at the deadline to go down to New Orleans and really shake things up. There's still a lot of talent on the Denver Broncos, particularly on offense. But, Kevin, the question comes in, are we going against the Dallas Cowboys and what type of offense? Because it's pretty clear when you have Dak Prescott under center, the defense doesn't matter to me. That offense moves mm. up and down the field. And I expect more of the same. So if we're taking a look at a Dallas Cowboys team that got a really big boon last week from Cooper Rush coming in and leading them to victory on the road, now you're coming home with momentum. And as I said, the Denver Broncos aren't coming in high and mighty as adding a few pieces. They got rid of one of the best players in their locker room who was tearing up. And you know that sent ramifications around like, hey, I don't know if we're in it to win it so more. More looking towards the Dallas Cowboys this week for me than certainly the Denver Broncos. I got to tell you, DRS, there's something about this Denver team. A Denver team oh, that I have gladly slandered all yeah. year long. Yeah, There's something about this team that just jumps off the page, doesn't it? I, I, and, boy, they were getting 10, Donnie, and people have been apparently clicking away on that Denver Broncos team here. Yep. The Dallas Cowboys coming off of a game where they probably now say, <laughs> there's nothing we can do wrong here. Our defenses, our defenses playing well. Look at this. Cooper Rush can get the job done. We're untouchable. Denver, they got rid of Von Miller. Mm. This will be all mm -hmm. too easy. And then you look at the game at the break, and Denver has the lead. And I got to tell you, folks, that we're going to get the pick six special coming up here. And maybe I'll, have, I'll regret not doing it. But all I wanted to slap this Denver team in that money line category, I really, really did, Donnie. I think Denver covers this number. I think the Teddy Bridgewater as a dog, is a guy you actually would rather try and back for the lion's share of his career. I think this Broncos team moves the football against still what I believe is a bad Dallas defense. I think you talk about team right. totals. I think a 19-and-a-half spot looks just a little Ooh. bit light here. I now think Teddy Bridgewater yep. throwing for yep. two touchdown passes when oh. those numbers come up here, yeah. Donnie, all of a sudden could make a little bit of sense. Boy, I just... I see Denver, Donnie, and I dare I say they give me Jets vibes. I don't want to throw that around lightly. I mean, you talk about for the people videos helping the people out, but Denver, they just they have the look in the eye, perhaps. We'll come right back for more week nine breakdown. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Giants, Raiders, as we started off here, the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side. You got the Giants off of Monday night football. Playing the Vegas Raiders off of a bye. New York right now catching above that field goal. Three and a half now. The number this total here, 46 and a half. One note, Donnie, as we head into this game, it has still not been a gold mine to be backing teams with the bye week advantage. Two and four against the number, and one of those wins was a backdoor cover by the hands of the Buffalo Bills against the Miami Dolphins here. And we've said it. Buys are factored into spreads, no doubt about it. But boy, I don't know if I want to back the New York Giants here. What do you make of Vegas coming east? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, open up a two and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Kevin. As you see there, it's up to three and a half. I do think they're the better football team. They have a much better defense, per se. They'll be able to rush Daniel Jones and certainly get a, a pretty effective pass rush since, of course, New York Giants don't have a great offensive line. Down a couple weapons at wide receiver. Saquon Barkley probably not going to play once again this week due to that COVID scare that they have. So they're doing things by Zoom meetings, being interrupted, and you're also coming against a team that is off the bye. But when you say off the bye, it was like maybe they probably would be rather playing football last week and had to take their minds off of the whole Henry Ruggs situation to answer those questions when they come to town. But also, you're taking a look. You know, better quarterback, Derek Carr in this game. No doubt in my mind he's better than Daniel Jones. They have a better offensive line, better running game. You know, Darren Waller also looking to come back here at the tight end position. They're overall just better. But the thing you probably have to quantify, what's their mindset coming in? I seem to think like this is one of those teams that's been dealt issues already this year with the whole John Gruden situation, handled it miraculously. The team looks improved, looks like they're playing good football. Now one of your better young players here, looks like he, for all intents and purposes, Detroit destroyed his NFL career. But at the same time, Kevin, I still think the Raiders are a better team. Do I want to lay the three and a half points on the road? Not necessarily. But when you say, like, hey, the Giants are at home here. Well, okay, they were at home against the Broncos opening day, 27-13. They got pasted. And if you remember that one, Kevin, they mm-hmm. scored on the last play of the game to make it somewhat respectable there. Then you took a look at the Falcons. They were abysmal in that game, and the Falcons won 17-14 to versus the Rams at home. They didn't even show up, but they did play a decent game against the Panthers, who have been struggling lately. And then they go on the road and play a decent game against the Chiefs and lose by three. I still think the Raiders are better. The Raiders were what my money would be. But then again, I need that at three. I can't have it at three and a half, meaning that the Raiders, Kevin, would have to win by probably four plus or up to seven points and a touchdown better Mm -hmm. to cover that number. Yeah, I think this is a spot, Donnie, where I really like the under of the football game at 46 and a half. The Giants have yet to play an over at home this season. It's a Raiders team that's seen two of their three road games go under the mark as well. Pair the fact that they lost a dynamic part of their offense in Henry Ruggs. They're coming from the West to the East Coast here. And I don't know if the bye week helps a team that had put up 30-plus points in consecutive weeks. I don't really think it does here. I think you talk about a game that can very well, you know, 24-20 kind of a final score, 20-17 to kind of a final score here. I look at that 46-and-a-half, and I think it's a couple of points too high, and I think this game is an underspot of the week. I want to keep it moving, though, because we still got plenty of games to get to. And Saints-Falcons is... St. Falcons is an interesting one. Old Taysom Hill back. My goodness. Like, I, listen, I'm not saying Sean Payton is happy about injury. I'm not even trying suggesting that. I'm just saying I'm sure Sean Payton is happy to have Taysom Hill back because he loves Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, I think, is his favorite player that he's ever coached. And he's going to likely be the starting quarterback of a football game here, Donnie, where the Saints are six and a half point favorites, and the total in the game is a 42 spot. Yeah, same thing I've thought the entire week long here, Kevin, was that the Atlanta Falcons, do I like them necessarily? Not really. But at the same time, you're taking a look at a Saints team. Do the Saints have a better defense? Yes. Are the Saints going to be at home and should be able to use that third advantage as a game? Absolutely yes. But you're taking a look here that you're asking the Saints to win by a touchdown. 
Jameis Winston's not going to make an appearance because he's going to be out for the year with an ACL injury. Taysom Hill finally comes back to practice, but is this where he gets vaulted into the starting role after missing a couple weeks with a devastating concussion? Probably not. So the cap is simple for me and what it comes down to is, even though am I in love with Matt Ryan in that offense without Kevin Ridley? No, I'm not. But it's a division game. These two teams know each other well. I have Matt Ryan at quarterback who should be able to keep this game close. But at the same time, you're keeping the game close, Kevin, not against like a Patrick Mahomes or a Matthew Stafford. Like, ooh, I hope they play really well. I can see them hanging around or, you know, Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. You're playing a team on offense that's probably going to hand the ball up quite a bit to Alvin Kamara. Keep the game close. Because from a New Orleans Saints perspective in this game, for me, it's we should beat this team. Let's not overextend ourselves. Short passing game, hand the football off, play good defense, and we'll see where we land in the fourth quarter, which is a great scenario mm-hmm. for a team like the Atlanta Falcons. For me, Kevin, getting the six and a half points. I trust Matt Ryan can keep it close. If Trevor Simmons, who I think is going to be the starting quarterback, shows up there on Sunday, give me the six and a half points in this game with the Atlanta Falcons. I'll tell you this, Donnie. If Taysom Hill starts this game, plus 170 anytime touchdown score is a must yeah. bet. What a great yeah. piece of value if he is under center here. Started a game at home against Atlanta last season. Scored two rushing touchdowns. He had multiple mm-hmm. rushing touchdown, uh, two t- rushing touchdown games as a starter last year for this team. A goal line threat. It's why Sean Payton likes him so much. And to be honest with you, if it ends up being Trevor Simeon and that Taysom Hill number drops back to a two-to-one range, Donnie, I think he's still bet it. Because Taysom Hill's going to play in this game. And I think Taysom Hill will get goal line work legitimately yep. here. And I think the game could very well get over the number. We've seen both games at the Dome this season for the Saints go over the total here. I think Atlanta off of a low spot. Talking about a low number of a 42 right now. I think this game could have some juice towards the over. We wait to see if it's going to be Taysom Hill, if it's going to be Trevor Simeon here. Pats Panthers. I don't know about this one being high scoring. We've talked about it a lot this mm-hmm. week, Donnie. What's the situation going to be? under center here for Carolina. It looks like Christian McCaffrey getting back to the starting gate potentially for this Panthers team. What do you make of this game right now? And and I think the most important question is, Donnie, how much does it matter to you whether it's Sam Darnold or P.J. Walker under center? It, it actually does matter a little bit for me. And, and this isn't from, you know, oh, my goodness, Sam Darnold is a fantastic quarterback. But he's been there, done that. He has more starts in the NFL. His upside in a football game, which you know some might seem limited right now, is still better than P.J. Walker's. If I'm getting P.J. Walker at quarterback, I'm starting to worry about can I move the football? Not because it's not he can't be talented. And there's a reason why he's in the NFL, right? Because the kid's talented. But if you're looking more to run with a P.J. Walker, probably would do more than Sam Darnold. The third and seven, do you recognize the coverage and who's open to make your third read? I just think it's a little bit easier for Darnold to do that than it would be for P.J. Walker. So if I'm looking to bet the New England side, which is the only way for me to look towards the side, I think the smart move would be to trust Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel and also Mac Jones over what I'm getting on offense for the Carolina Panthers. Now, that could change if Sam Darnold is the starter on Sunday and Christian McCaffrey seemingly healthy and getting 20 touches, which, again, I don't think is going to be the case. That could change things around. But that's also why you see at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Kevin, it opened at a minus two and now sits at a minus three at most outlets here. That's a big differentiation from saying, hey, you can go on the road and win by a field goal, just like they did last week against the Chargers, but now you're looking more likely to win by seven points. I still think they can do that, even though I like that Carolina defense out here. I just can't trust what I'm seeing, Kevin, with my own eyes out of the Carolina offense enough to take them, but maybe the three and a half would sway you, but just not enough for me at this point. For me, I'm fascinated to see if it is Darnold. Look, if it's P.J. Walker, we've talked about it earlier in the week. 10-1, to Panthers, lowest scoring team. Feels like a very legitimate chance against a pretty good New England defense, it appears, on the season. But I also think this is a Panthers secondary that plays well. Earlier in the week, a target player prop on a potential Matt Jones underpassing number. Still waiting to see what that number might look like here. But Matt Jones, I don't know if he'll have to throw it that much, and I don't know if Belichick will allow him to throw it that much. But I'll tell you, if it is Darnold, I'm equally as intrigued in what his passing number could look like. First four weeks of the season, 279, 305, 304, 301. Then the turn, 177, 207, 112, benched, 129. I mean, just completely separate seasons. McCaffrey back into the fold, 
but against Bill Belichick there. And we know the history of Darnold versus Belichick is not one that is in a positive light for Sam Darnold. It's going to be a key game here. But I have to add one other aspect to this game, Donnie, because I wanted to make sure I brought it up. A pair of four and four teams. It feels like the loser of this game we could probably push to the side. But perhaps more importantly, do we really have to have some strong considerations then on a winner, on a Panthers team that right now is positioned as seventh in the NFC that would be back above 500? Or more importantly, maybe a New England team who's favored to win the game if they go to 5-4, and four, a clean 4-0 and oh on the road. Do you think you have to buy in on the winner of this football game a bit? Uh, uh, more so buying in because even like you're taking a look at the Carolina Panthers. They opened up their season, you know, with three straight victories, Jets, Saints, and Texans. Like, oh, maybe they can make the playoffs. Maybe they're ahead of the curve. And then Christian McCaffrey goes down. But I think it masked a lot more of who they actually played in the times that they played them more than what the team actually is. They lost to the Cowboys, lost to the Eagles, lost to the Vikings, lost to the Giants, had a nice win last week in the division versus the Falcons. But I just don't trust them. I just don't trust Carolina. So if Carolina wins, I'm still looking at them as, I don't think they're playoff contenders. But if New England wins, Kevin, I'm on the opposite. I'm like, yeah, maybe they are a playoff contender. That's the way I see it between these two teams. I tell you, the Panthers are so interesting, Donnie. They are right now plus 620 to make the postseason. Currently right now sit inside that seventh spot in the NFC. With a win, does that number get cut in half? I'm not sure. And listen, people know this. I don't believe in Sam Darnold. I don't believe they'll win this football game. And I'm not sure I would believe in them even if they did. But we talk value. Is there value on a Carolina Panthers team at plus 620? Certainly, I think if they did get the right result here. And again, a New England team that's trying to knock on the door. We'll see what they're able to do. They currently don't have odds to make the postseason. But it should be a fun week overall a lot more to get to including our pick six that's next right here on the early line sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. A couple of more games to get to before we give you our pick six and send you off on to the weekend. Let's get after it here, Donnie. The Buffalo Bills, a team that I say nothing but good things about here. Yeah. A team yeah. that, ah, let's be honest here, this is Donnie's essentially adopted team. 14 and a half point road favorites. 48 and a half is the total. I can't, I've never seen a team lay above two touchdowns on the road 
and I and I feel like it's light. Like sometimes you're like, ah, I'd lay that number with the group, but like I'm surprised, actively surprised it is not higher. The Jags off of a bye against Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks were nearly shut out in the game. They lost 31 to 7. The Bills last week played horrible football and still ended up covering a 14 and a half point spread against the Miami Dolphins. I, I, I struggled to find the angle to back the Jacksonville Jaguars here, Donnie, and they're home catching 14 and a half, but they're 0-3 against the number at home this year. Yeah, even take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Kevin, open up at minus 11 here on the road for the Bills, which seems like a crazy number, and that has now ballooned My up to goodness. 14 and a half, and maybe rightfully so, because you are correct. If yeah. you watch the Jacksonville Jaguars go on the road last week, and this is after they picked up a victory. All right, guys, we got momentum together. Let's get rested. Let's get healthy. And I have two weeks to get a game plan together to attack that average Seattle defense, and it was pathetic all the way through. Now you're leveling up in competition. Sure, you have the game at home, but also let's keep in mind, you're right. Last week, the Buffalo Bills didn't even wake up until late third quarter and torched the Miami Dolphins. So you're saying this weekend they can actually play this football game, not wake up for a while, and still torch the Jaguars? Probably so. But also keep in mind, you take a look at how some of these games equate to the next week, right? When you played last week, if you're the Buffalo Bills, you know you're going to be one of the heavyweights in the AFC. But if there's a talking point from a coaching staff that they can hammer down on saying, hey, look, Miami's not in the same league as us. You let them hang around and tied with them until late third quarter. That can't happen this week. I look for a mm -hmm. much more crisp performance right off the bat here for the Buffalo Bills. I think they put away the Jacksonville Jaguars fairly easily. The over-under at 48.5, Kevin, makes a lot of sense normally to look towards the over. But doesn't this get the feel for you that Buffalo can run them up and drop 31 and the game still stays easily under that number? That's the way I see it here. Buffalo should win fairly easily. I'm just not sure how much offense I'm getting out of the Jaguars overall versus Bill's defense. This is the DRS special, folks. I, for yes. me, when, what I mean by that is when Donnie picks an under where one team will approach the over on their own and it will still go on. 45 nothing, 45 not. Like, I don't see the Jags keeping this within two touchdowns, which is ridiculous. They're home. I'm not, and I don't like the idea laying, you know, the double digits ever really that much. It's not, unless yeah. you're fading like Davis Mills, who's terrible, although actually backdoored a number last week against the Rams. I just, they're impossible to back this Jacksonville team, right? And, and sometimes where I feel like team totals can be super, super valuable to helping people pick against the number is when I say, when I present 31 and a half for Buffalo. For, yeah, yeah, they probably get to 35 at least. And then you pre present 16 and a half for the Jags. In what world are they scoring 17 here? It's just a full Buffalo spot. I know both DRS are, and I myself are looking at some props in this game. We'll break them down when we get to the pick six. But let me add this on top of the note here. What a game for Josh Allen to maintain his status as the MVP favorite here, Donnie. I mean, this should be a four-total touchdown game above 300-plus yards of offense, and maybe even a separator if a couple of other the, the contenders this week have bad performances. No, you're right about that because this is one. You're right. This is a one of those games where you take a look at it and say, "Let's pad the statistics here." Because you you know the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game, which is great because you still need to be at the top half of that AFC playoff contention here, battling for that top that top seed. You're going to get that. But you're right. If you and when you look at the Buffalo Bills overall, which is why I think Josh Allen is such a good guy to get to the MVP award, they don't really have that power running game, right? There's not a guy you hand off that says, hey, once we get in the red zone at the five-yard line, this guy gets the carries and he's going to punch it in. You saw it last week to end the football game. All you needed to do was basically take a knee, roll out of the pocket, and go down. He rolls out of the pocket and punches in a touchdown, which may not seem like a big deal. To me, it was because it hit an odds boost for me. But outside of that, at the end of the year, you pick the MVP by saying, how good is the football team? And let me see the statistics. Every touchdown you score on the ground separates yourself from another guy who's slinging around. Hey, this guy threw for 32 touchdowns. Yeah, but Josh Allen has a combined 45 touchdowns if you put in the rushing. He should be able to run one up the flagpole this weekend. It should be fun to watch here. Team total certainly in play as well for the Buffalo Bills. Two more to get to before we hit the pick six. Texans, Dolphins. I got I don't know. You know, Don, the Texans are are not a money line dog this week for either uh, either of us. I, I don't know if you gave a consideration, but I know I did, man. Tyrod Taylor was just phenomenal at the quarterback position. Miami is 
horrible. They, they, as well as the Texans, have lost seven consecutive games here, man. What do you make of Tyrod coming back for Houston this week? Here's the problem I have with it, Kevin. And I like that Tyrod's coming back because they show to be a competent offensive football team. But let's go down what we're taking a look at from the defense here. Game two, 31 points they gave up. Mm. Game three, 24 points. Game four, 40 points. Game five, 25 points. Six, 31 points. Game seven, 31 points. Game eight, Kevin, 38 points. So when you take a look at Tyrod Taylor, what does he have to do out here? Put the Texans' offense into orbit and get 30-plus? Now, again, you're facing the Miami Dolphins. So I, I just don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. But at the same time, where I'm trying to factor in what I actually like here and Tyrod Taylor coming back into this game and actually being a mobile quarterback, is that what we're going to get? Also keep in mind, you have the simple fact, Kevin, that you're taking a look at Tyrod Taylor. Hasn't played in a couple weeks. So is he going to parachute back in and say, hey, guys, I'm back here and playing good football? That's the issue I would have with Tyrod Taylor starting. Do I think, Kevin, they can win? Possibly. But the defense is terrible. That's holding me back. And, and that's why I I thought about it, but I, I had to step away. Also, Miami's defense did play better last week. You have to give them credit there. And there is still talent on the defensive side of the football. Maybe they can turn the corner a little bit on that side. I, I considered it, ultimately could not get there. One of these teams is going to, although maybe they'll tie. Maybe they'll tie. But one of these teams is looking to break a seven-game losing streak. One more game here, and it's actually featured on both of our pick sixes. Ravens-Vikings, Donnie. Baltimore off the bye, a six-point favorite with a total here of 49-and-a-half. I can't quit this Vikings team, Kevin, because you know why? When I see them healthy, healthy on the offensive line, Dalvin Cook as healthy as going to be, Justin Jefferson on one side, Thielen on the other. Kirk Cousins that we know can step up in big moments in the regular season. They're not in a primetime game here, and I see them getting six points in a total of 50. So I think Baltimore can score in this game. I think Minnesota can score in this game. So I do think that over-under is live, but something is drawing me into this six-point line that says, don't throw Minnesota out just yet. Yeah, they lost to the Dallas Cowboys and Russia quarterback, but still, that's a competent football team in Dallas. They were hanging around. They had a chance to win that game and possibly could have done that. Look at the overall games that Minnesota plays. The majority of them are competitive here. I think they stay within the six points here, and I'm going to let you know a little bit more about that in just a few moments, Kevin. Let me emphasize on the side, and we'll talk total as well. Someone once said to me that apparently the way you become a sharp better is bet the most disgusting games on the board and hope you're right, and then you can parade around your tickets. And it felt like an accurate description. I have to be honest with you, folks. I have an ongoing battle mentally with a lot of people out there that claim to be the sharpest people, uh, the sharpest knife in the draw, if you will. It bothers me. Sometimes I just question the process. I'm being honest. But the Vikings are a team that is very dusty. Who would want to bet the Minnesota Vikings this week under a touchdown in Baltimore? Did you not watch them on Sunday night football? Cooper Rush went out there and beat this team. They couldn't move the football against Dallas. But there are legitimate reasons to back Minnesota. What have we talked about? Teams off of a bye, not performing well against the number. Two and four overall when you have the bye week advantage. Baltimore also a one and four record as a favorite this season not covering in spots that they're supposed to. And then you add in a Minnesota team that is 2-0 against the number as an underdog this season. Spots, 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 check, check, check. Minnesota plus the six does make a lot of sense. And I can see the world where they cover this number. And I can see the world where they make a lot of sense on a teaser spot as well. And I know Donnie thinks they could present maybe a little bit more to the table. I'll pair as well. And again, I'll probably have to mention a little bit more during the pick six. But the total in this game has a lot of juice to the over. Minnesota, 3-0 over on the road this year. Baltimore, 3-1 over at home. And the one under game, they hung 34 on the Chargers, who just didn't show up to the dance. The pick six is coming up here. DRS, this game featured for you multiple times. Take it away. Your pick six for week nine. All right, let's get after it here. Now we're going to start a little bit with the Buffalo Bills, but we're actually not going to go towards a Josh Allen prop, which I should be doing each and every week. But we're going to go to his wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, a minus 115 to score a touchdown against the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars defense. If you think they're going to have a big game offensively, which I do, Stephon Diggs should factor into that. The money line dog, we just talked about it. And boy, we are having an incredible season. 
You know where I'm going? Charm City. The Minnesota Vikings taking their show on the road, getting six points. I don't need the points in this weekend. I want to take down a juicy mm. plus 215 on the Minnesota Vikings to upset the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. My under of the week. A lot of times I like to try to pick on a divisional game, a bitter rivalry. Maybe you don't see a lot of high-wire activity here from the Cleveland Browns on offense, which is good. Maybe they can get after Joe Barrow. Maybe Joe Mixon is slowed down in this game. I'm going to take an under between the Browns and the Bengals at 47. Keep it moving forward here. My alt-line of the week, and it's just showing an appreciation for Bill Belichick, for Josh McDaniel, getting Mac Jones into a competent quarterback so early in his career, and also the case that the Carolina Panthers just look terrible on offense. Now, hey, maybe they get Christian McCaffrey back. Maybe Sam Darnold comes back and he's rested and ready for this game. I don't believe in it here. If I don't think Carolina is going to win this game, I'm going to take my alt line here at the Patriots at a minus six and a half, and that's at a plus money price at 120. Yards prop here. Take a look at this one again. If I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to hang around and beat the Baltimore Ravens, you know, probably has a big-time game here. One Dalvin Cook. Did I take him as a touchdown prop? No, I didn't. I just went his rushing prop here. 77 and a half yards. He should get a big market share of the carries being healthy for the offense this weekend in Minnesota. I think Minnesota can move the football. Will be a big deal here. And my teaser game of the week. I think it's going to be a close game here. I think the Cleveland Browns have a legitimate chance to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. So why not take it over a touchdown? No Odell. No problem. We're going to cover that eight and a half and continue our greatness here in the uh, teaser market, Kevin. What are you looking at this weekend in your pick six? I'd say every time Donnie gives his teaser, I just start to think about the world where I mess it up. Tag team teaser is seven and mm. one. The only week at loss we both lost. The, we've yep. yet to have a week where one of us messes it up and it yep. has to happen. And I hope it's not me. But maybe it will be because I got the Denver Broncos plus 15 and a half. Listen, I thought about putting the team in there at a money line. I got to take above two touchdowns here with the Denver Broncos. I, can, can the Cowboys really cover every single game? Dak Prescott maybe a little banged up here. Let's get 15 and a half for the teaser. The yardage prop. I'm going to Josh Allen. I'm trying to curry favor with the Buffalo hey, people over 37 right. and a half rush yards. Okay. He's... He is routinely getting towards this number here. Josh Allen attacking a horrible Jaguars team. The all over Ravens, Vikings. Donnie likes the Vikings to win outright. If they're going to do it, they're going to score big points like Cincinnati did over 53 and a half. It's a plus 150 payout. The under Giants, Raiders. I think both teams will struggle to move the football in this game. 46 and a half is your number. Money line dog. Second time I'm using them. We love the birds. Plus 110 price there. Staley will no longer be the favorite for coach of the year. Anytime touchdown score, Joe Mixon. Cash in five straight every single home game this year. DRS closes it out next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba 
Last segment of the week right here on the Early Line Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh carried you through from 7 to 9. And then shortly here, time to hand it off to Ben Stevens and the morning after. And they got the next three hours covered. So it is a football Friday. Always get extra excited and amped up for the weekend that will happen. Saturday, some good college football, maybe a clear picture here in the college football playoff. Sunday, full slate of NFL action as we head already through week nine. It goes so fast here. Two topics I wanted to bring up quickly. The life of a sports gambler. You watched last night, right? If you're looking at the Jets. Mike White, 90 yards in the first quarter. One touchdown pass. They're going to go back and forth. You're going to hit every single prop you have. And then they cut away to commercial break with Mike White getting checked out on the sidelines. Looks like his ri- his injured wrist is going to keep him out, or maybe he can come back into the game and salvage some of those prop bets, but it's not meant to be. And you have to learn how to take those with a grain of salt and move on. A big night, which included a lot of Mike White props, didn't turn out to be such a big night here. But yet we advance and we move on. You try to make the best of it and have a quick thought process on how you're going to jump back in and salvage that on a Saturday or Sunday. Happens all the time here. But also let's take a look at another thing in the NFL. Talking about salvaging and having a quick thought process here. Odell Beckham Jr. Looks like he's on his way out in Cleveland. Should probably come down today. He'll be playing football in a new city by next Sunday. One of the biggest stars in the NFL in New York City just didn't work out. Traded in the Cleveland here. Should have been an absolute perfect match with Baker Mayfield. Didn't turn out here. It's just a matter where he's going to go. Kevin and myself talked about it. Could it be L.A.? Could it be Kansas City? Could it be the Baltimore Ravens? The one thing for sure is there are two guys that you're looking at here. Number one being Baker Mayfield, who probably hopes that he has a big-time weekend this weekend and can finally put this issue to bed. And also, Odell Beckham Jr. going to another football team and saying, see, guys. Even in New York City and even in Cleveland, it wasn't my fault. I'm still a dominant player and ready to get after it. But you know who's ready to get after it right now? Ben Scott Stevens here on the morning after over the next three hours right here on the Sports Grid Network. Have a good one. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.